I, you know, it's, it's an interesting digestion of where we are at this point, but I also don't think that we're on the brink of disaster or, you know, so far over our skis that, you know, it's, it's time to make rash decisions. Ballast Office in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to The Ballast Life, a series of conversations highlighting respected professionals, community leaders, and important topics that are necessary to achieving financial cohesion. Hi everyone, John Boardman, CEO of Ballast, joined today by Andy Reynolds, our Chief Operating Officer. Um, getting a lot of questions these days about you know, the current market environment, inflation, economic outlook, so we thought this would be a good opportunity for us to just chat a little bit about sort of our thoughts uh, individually and sort of as a company how we're addressing some of these issues that are in the world today. So I'll just kind of open it up and let you talk about you know your thoughts on the environment and where we are and maybe where we're headed sure so I think we're definitely getting those questions of a handful of questions of should we make changes should we are you know I'm looking at my portfolio primarily this month hasn't been great um, I'm seeing the headlines and the news are there things that I should be doing differently and I think as we talk internally one of the biggest takeaways that that we kind of keep coming to is it's not fun to go through this period of time but I also don't think it's super abnormal to go through this period of time. Markets are cyclical, um, we have business cycles that go up, that go down, we saw a ton of growth over the past two years, um, COVID was a, a disruption to our personal lives and it's changed things but consumer spending you know, really was was strong and there's stimulus money that spurred economic growth. So I think there's a we're at a point where nobody was surprised to see the market pull back. No one's surprised to see where we're going through, but we are getting to a point where it's we're starting to have to look in the mirror and, and figure out where we are. Um, you know, I think personally, I, I think it's a good time to reflect on what type of investor you are. I think it's a good time to think about, um, you know, what your goals are, um, but I think this is also normal, and we, we anticipate times like this, and this won't be the only one. There will be other times like this where there's a market pullback. It's a reset, a refresh, and I think those things are good. Um, you know, one of the <clears throat> best stories that that I saw just a headline yesterday was it, really going a month ago, but but reemphasizing yesterday was Target. Target came out a month ago and said they're slashing inventories. They're not going to lay off employees, but they're getting rid of all the stuff they have. And they're discounting it, <clears throat> and their quarterly numbers are not going to look good. But yesterday, they came out, reiterated that story, but then also talked about they expect back to school and Halloween shopping to be one of the best ever. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting digestion of where we are at this point. But I also don't think that we're on the brink of disaster or, you know, so far over our skis that, you know, it's it's time to make rash decisions or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, people, the recession word is being tossed around right now and everyone's 
you know, I've had a number of people ask me, are we in a recession? I'm saying, yeah, I mean, it's very possible that we are in one today. But recessions are a little bit like storms. They come in different forms and different intensities, right? So, you know, we could be in one that's very modest, uh, short-lived. We could be in one that's much more severe. But I mean, as we've talked, it probably is going to require something in the economic system to break, to take us to into a, some sort of a severe recession. Um, I think the biggest recession, you know, interesting enough in most people's mind is not COVID. It's the financial crisis. I mean, that was the one that was just vicious in so many ways, affected you know financial institutions. I mean, at some point there were runs on banks in so many ways because right. the bank collapses. The COVID recession was just so brief, and with you know people at home and the sort of disturbed world that we were in, and stimulus money coming in for a lot of households, um, th that correction happened so quickly as far as you know economic comfort that it, most people didn't really feel it. So this is the first recession, I think, if we are in one that people are gonna feel probably in the last you know, 14, 15 years. And um, I don't believe, we don't believe it's going to be anything to the magnitude of what happened during the financial crisis, but the reality is recessions are just, they come in different forms. This one is very likely more of a, what I would call a traditional recession, which is sort of a turning over the business cycle. We've been in a growth period, um, sort of retreating into sort of more modest growth. We won't know if we're actually in one until we're out of it, typically, right. uh, which is the irony of it. And, and also markets tend to reverse themselves positively in the midst of bad economic conditions, which always surprises people. So, um, you know, whether we're in one or not, um, I don't, we don't believe I, that it's going to be anything to the magnitude of what the financial crisis was dealing with. Now we have new factors. We have inflation. Right. You know that's one thing we have not had to deal with in a number of years, and um, and increasing interest rates to battle inflation, which you know, we were probably in about a 40-year super cycle of rates decreasing since the late 70s, um, uh, early 80s, and so now are we in some sort of a trend in the other direction? So I mean, what are your thoughts on inflation and sort of the impact that might have on folks? Um, yeah, you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think inflation, I, I look at it as two sides of the coin. So one side is the supply chain side. Yeah. And those, everybody knows the disruptions of the supply chain. And, you know, that's that's been covered so much by media. We don't have to go into too much detail there, but, but there are issues with supply chains. We, I think most people hope by now we'd be resolving a lot of that, but it's probably going to be extended for a while forward. Um, you know, COVID changed things mm -hmm. and, you know, what's going on foreignly in, in Ukraine and Russia, I think that is causing people to change. You know, I've, I've seen multiple places where you can buy things made in the U.S. where you can pay a dollar more and you can buy it made foreign. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that changes things. Mm -hmm. So I do think we're going to sort through what the supply chains look like. The other side is just natural supply and demand. And there's a lot of demand right now. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of stimulus money that got pumped into the economy that, that pushed up demand. And there's now people spending maybe more than they should on credit card debt or home equity loans that is keeping demand high. Um, so I think both those things are going to have to be worked out before inflation um, really comes down. And the biggest way to do that, as we've talked about, is the Fed raising rates. Mm -hmm. 
um, something we've all wanted for so long. It's now here and not fun, but I think, you know, clients wanted to be paid more on their checking account, saving account, money market. We're starting to get there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, so that so that'll be interesting. I, I think inflation, you know, it's going to cause and, and it's going to cause the Fed to have to act stronger and swifter than maybe they were hoping initially. Um, I think also it's it's based on what we've seen over the past couple of months, it's probably going to make it more challenging for the Federal Reserve to have this soft landing. Um, so, you know, but but again, your point, I think something you've always said that uh, it, it just has always stuck with me is if you're not in a recession, a recession's coming. So all these things, it's not, it, these aren't, new concepts right. you know, inflation being high is, is relatively new but it's an economic cycle That's right. and it's normal and we prepare for that and and whatnot um, let's touch I want to talk about the markets yeah. I mean I think you know it it's it's been a unique market environment because right. we have both fixed income and equities really having a challenging year it's been mm -hmm. a long time since we've seen seen this and um, and it's natural, typically, when you would see strong markets for a few years that you would see a, a pullback. I think the market's still very confused on where we're going to end up 12 months, 18 months from now. And I always have thought of markets as sort of always forward-looking. It's 12 and 18 months out. When we get in a tough economic environment, markets tend to get very short-sighted. Uh, COVID would be a good example of that, sort of within days, the market was falling couldn't interpret it. It knew what it was looking at in its face. At, at that moment, it was bad, so markets fell. Markets that get a little more optimistic tend to be more forward-looking, longer-term, you know, in nature. But there's really been not a lot of places to hide in this environment. I think that's what's right. what's been unique, and I know we get a lot of questions from clients of how we're dealing with that. And, um, you know, we believe in proactivity, but that proactivity has to happen in anticipation of these times, not in reaction to right. these times. Now, there will be opportunities to rebalance in the middle of this. We've done some of that this year. There may be future opportunities to do that, but that's the proactivity, you know, controlling the things we can control. Uh, fortunately, we have a very good client base that understands our philosophy that we don't like to try to sidestep environments like this, um, mostly because it's virtually impossible to do consistently right. over time. Uh, and getting back to a point I made a few minutes ago, Markets tend to gain positive momentum when they see the wall of worry. And so we could be in a very tough economic condition and I have a market that's actually started to correct in the upward direction um, when the sky is still very dark. And I, and I think that's why environments like that are very you know hard, hard to sidestep. So you have any thoughts about market? Yeah, I, and I think from the and, and client standpoint and investor standpoint, I think one thing we've been wise about doing is you know anticipating this period of time and, and encouraging people to have cash on hand to make good decisions there distribution rates we we've tried to be on the conservative side of, of that and clients know you know we could probably take a little bit more money but the market's done pretty well so let's anticipate a little bit of common sense yeah Rever reversion to the mean exactly yeah, yeah. exactly I mean we had two big monster years right. of market growth. We, we would expect some type of reversion to the mean. Um, you know, I think what, there, there's a Vanguard study also that was released recently just reiterating, you know, keeping your attention on the long term. We've never had 
going back to the 70s, we've never had three calendar years of negative returns on both bonds and stocks. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you hope those act inversely, but we're in a unique environment and historically unique environment. But it's also not oh, it's it's not always going to be like this. Yeah. So I think looking for those opportunities is important. Looking not just domestically but foreignly. Um, I think also you know treasuries. Your, your yields are going to start to look attractive again mm -hmm. and. Your, your safe money, your safer money, is going to be more and more attractive as as we get through this process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I would welcome, I think we would all welcome an environment where we could go back to, you know, putting more into fixed income. I mean, we, we knew kind of that this environment would at one point present itself that would be challenging for the fixed income environment. And at the same time, we didn't want to abandon fixed income going into that because, you know, there's no guarantee, you know, what the next economic, you know, condition is going to look like. Um, it's interesting. I was talking to a president of a bank the other day and he was saying, you know, that, you know, they have a lot of deposits, but loan demand's really strong. Um, you know, we are increasing our deposit rates. And, and I said, well, you know, I suspect that you won't have to increase those deposit rates that much because you have, you're flush with deposits. He said, all it really takes is one of our competitors to start increasing rates and we all have to kind of do it with them. Right. So I think there will be a lag in deposit rates going up, but they, they will happen, you know, over the next few years if we see rates move. You know, the mortgage rates have been the real curveball of this entire thing, really the biggest increase we've seen, um, you know, gosh, I mean, they've basically been on a downtrend for, you know, the last, you know, few decades. Right. Um, that is going to be a fascinating um, factor in how the economy plays out because the U.S. economy specifically is so reliant on the housing market. I mean, that is why the financial crisis was so... Uh, problematic is it just hit every part of the housing market and quite frankly home price increases over the last few years have a lot to do with the lack of construction that happened after the after the financial crisis so um, I actually think higher mortgage rates um, higher interest rates in general for borrowing could be secretly or passively something that that help uh, it, calm inflation a little quicker yeah. than some people are anticipating. It has an opportunity, I think, to really put the brakes on the economy quicker than people realize. If you look at home inventories, they're building quickly right now. Just looks like a completely different environment than a couple of months ago. So it's going to be a fascinating year. I think to your point that you made, it's just let's not get too caught up in what our statements look like in June, September, and December of this year. I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a of a weird year, right. um, and I think people that make decisions based on the short run tend to punish themselves in the long run uh, with those decisions. So, um, any other thoughts before we kind of close it out here? No, I think just big picture, the environment we're in today is normal. You know, there, there are new new aspects, new challenges. Inflation's higher than it's been for quite some time. Uh, rates are finally going up. You know, whether they continue, we'll see. Um, but I don't think the alarm bell is ringing, and I don't. I don't think there's a big. And obviously, as you said, something new could could occur. Something could get broken that, you know, causes that slope. But based on what we know today and what we see coming, this is a normal part of of being an investor. It's a normal economic cycle. It probably is cathartic and good for for us as Americans anyway 
to, to kind of take a step back and think. And so, you know, again, the market does tend to be a leading indicator of the economy. So there's probably challenging times coming and more pain before the good. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's the time to make good, wise decisions, remain unemotional, and your point, not punish yourself in the future for comfort today. Yeah. Or that may be just a false sense of, yeah. of comfort. And one thing I want to say too that I failed to mention is that these types of market corrections typically can change market conditions in the coming years. Meaning, things that have come down significantly in value, a lot of the high beta tech, I would call long duration technology, some of it will recover. I think some of it may be down. For, yeah. for a long time, if, if forever, if not forever. So um, I think for investors that are heavily invested in certain areas that have been, you know, and I, w- I would say that's sort of outside of our client base, but sort of talking outside of those people for people that have been heavy tech investors, um, sort of riding the wave of the NASDAQ in the last several years, it's an important time to look at that portfolio because what goes down doesn't always come back up. I mean, we saw this in 2000, where we had a lot of high-flying names. Some came back. I mean, Amazon was punished along with every other internet company, but has obviously done quite well since then. But there were a lot of names that didn't even survive that environment. So it's a good opportunity for people that have a portfolio that's been, you know, a little aggressive to, to reconsider those positions that they may not recover, yeah. I guess, to, to the same way that they. And I think Peloton is a perfect example of that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love. We we uh, my wife convinced me to get a Peloton. I fell in love with it. Yeah, that stock had no business trading where it was trading. Yeah, it's a good company. Yeah, but it maybe is valued more accurately. That's right. Today. That's right. Uh, yeah, and so knowing what you own, winners will be fine. Yeah, some of those losers, they they may they may not they may they down, may go away. They may be down on the map forever. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We just want to thank you all for joining us today. Um, we try to do these videos from time to time, and we just thought this would be a good time. This environment is still um, materializing, and I think there's a lot of things still at play through the end of the year. And um, but you know we're confident in our approach, investment approach. And uh, but if you have any questions, you want to reach out to us, please do. Uh, we'd be happy to talk specifically about your situation and how we think this environment might impact it. Absolutely. Thank you.